www.ashbusiness.com. Business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors. Hello, I'm Philip Wiley, and my guest today is Adam Blumner, independent software expert and editor of findaccountingsoftware.com, which was established over 15 years ago. Adam, please tell us about your career and how you got into the software consulting business. Of uh, find accounting software, I think probably that's the best place to start is just to to uh, orient exactly what it is that we do and, and what our role is, and I can kind of talk about what I do with the company then. Um, so what find accounting software is, is we're a software matching service. Uh, basically, we help companies who are looking to invest wisely in technology, whether it's accounting or business management systems, uh, locate different software options that they can consider. Um, So we don't come at it from a a prescriptive standpoint. We're not looking to say this is absolutely the best program. Uh, What we're looking to do is uh, narrow it down to a handful of top options uh, based off of meeting specific criteria Um, in that way, uh, business decision makers uh, have the opportunity to kind of fast forward their software search and make a wise investment um, in the products that they're purchasing. Uh, in terms of what I do with the company, I've, I've been with the company for about a decade. Uh, when I joined, I started off by uh, actually doing the software consulting itself. Uh, so that took the form of speaking with companies across a wide variety of different industries and Uh, business sizes, uh, I would talk to them about what specifically they were looking to get out of a new software program, uh, and then I would guide the matching process. Uh, At this point, uh, I'm spending a lot of time uh, working on our marketing efforts as well as uh, putting out uh, information uh, in terms of uh, written material, um, software guides, blog posts, uh, really looking to broadly tackle the subjects of how do you invest wisely um, in technology and, and how do you go about making a decision that, that really works for your company. Mm, great. And, and what are the most popular software packages that are used in the construction industry? And what are the selection criteria for each package, Adam? Sure. Um, well, I think probably the, uh, the best place for me to start with that question is kind of with the latter part of it. Uh, really, uh, what program is going to be right for you and which one is going to be the most relevant uh, depends on a number of different factors. Um, so, you know, we're looking at the things that any software decision maker uh, should be considering. Um, you know, we're talking about things like what specific functionality needs to be included in the system. Are we talking about an accounting system? Are we talking about a project management system, estimating uh, what's the specific functionality and the scope of the requirements? Uh, we're also looking at things like uh, what kind of price point um, is it relevant to search within? Um, what are the operating system requirements? Um, should it be a program that's deployed on-premise on your own server, or is there an advantage to looking at a cloud-based type of solution? Uh, another factor that can that can play into it is integration with other systems. You may have existing investments in technology and you need to make sure that that new program works for you uh, with those other programs and communicates well with them. So those are some of the main uh, selection criteria that we'd use. Uh, Now in terms of particular packages, 
Uh, we have a very wide network of, uh, of different solutions that we work with. We have a, a network of about 1,200 different companies that sell software. They actually offer thousands of different programs. Um, in the construction space, um, you know, just to, to name a few, uh, Sage Solutions, the 100 contractor, the, the 300 construction real estate, Maestro, E-Tech Construction Systems, uh, Dexter and Cheney makes a product called Spectrum. Uh, Maxwell Systems uh, is, uh, is another provider of construction software. Uh, the list kind of goes on and on. There's really dozens of different programs out there that are specifically designed for the construction, uh, as well as the you know, architectural and engineering markets. Okay. okay. And so what, what were the... What were the other criteria, the, the main criteria, particularly in, in the construction industry, uh, apart, obviously apart from budget, budget's going to be a big one, and p- perhaps um, the size of the company, right? Yeah, that uh, when when we do um, uh, what we would refer to as a, a needs analysis interview, mm-hmm. uh, we're certainly going to find out about uh, you know wh- what is it that the, the, that the company does, um, how large is the company. Um, these are going to be factors that kind of uh, allow us to focus in on a particular part of the uh, the market. Um, to target there. So, uh, you know, a couple, kind of returning to a couple of those things that I mentioned, a big one now that we hear a lot of interest in uh, is people are coming to us uh, looking for some advice on whether or not um, they should host the software in house. Uh, or whether or not they should look at a cloud-based type of solution, uh, something where the provider is actually hosting it from their own data center. Um, that is going to be um, something that kind of uh, essentially bifurcates uh, the, the set of options out there. Um, you're going to have options on both sides of the coin with that, and they're each going to uh, present their unique values. Oh, that that that's quite interesting. Well, can you could you just very briefly explain to us what the pros and cons of of using a cloud based solution? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, so, um, I, I think one of the things that structurally happens if you're looking at a cloud based type of solution is um, you're generally looking at something that is built out on a subscription basis. So it's it's actually changing uh, the payment model. Uh, we see that as being particularly attractive to companies that are often in the startup phases. Uh, capital is obviously tight. There's lots of things to invest in. Uh, being able to spread a large capital expenditure out over time and uh, have it be uh, accumulated on a monthly basis rather than all at once, um, you know, substantially changes the equation in terms of the caliber of the software uh, that can be acquired. Another factor that's going to come into place is just looking internally at your own resources. Do you have the IT staff uh, to to maintain this new program? Um, do you want to be taking that on? Is is there there benefit to outsourcing that and kind of normalizing uh, some of the time and the money that uh, that goes into um, that process? So uh, those are some of the major things that I think are driving uh, a lot of the interest 
just in, in cloud solutions beyond uh, maybe what people uh, think of immediately, which is that you know we don't have to install client-side software. We can just use this through our web browser. We've got that kind of turnkey anywhere, anytime uh, access to the software. Mm, mm. Uh, just a, another, another point that I just thought of is that per, perhaps with a cloud-based solution, uh, companies are a little bit at the mercy of, of a good internet connection, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, certainly one of the fundamental things that you need to uh, to consider if your data is is located uh, in the provider's data center, and you're and you're at the mercy of uh, an internet connection that, you know, has proven itself to be unreliable. I mean, that's going to uh, uh, create some major challenges, especially if you know the, this is the system that's responsible for, you know, day in day out. Mm. Uh, kind of minute to minute, we we have to have it mission critical type activities. You know, the, you know the ability not to be able to look up, um, you know, perhaps an inventory item or to be able to uh, trigger an invoice because that internet connection is down. Uh, that's going to be a major factor that has to uh, play into the decision. So uh, there's also uh, something called a hybrid cloud, um, and that uh, that's a model where. Um, some of that data storage is shared between your own internal servers and the provider's data center. Um, so that can be a way to get around it. Um, we've seen other strategies that, that uh, companies have looked at, um, you know, having redundancy, having multiple different Internet uh, providers in place. So if there is an issue with uh, with one of the lines being able to switch over to uh, to the other one. But, um, mm. you know, in, in some areas, those things aren't possible. So uh, that can certainly be something that would lead somebody in the direction of an on-premise deployment. Mm-hmm. And Adam, what, what are the main trends that you see in the technology industry at the moment? Sure. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, hitting on that uh, software as a service, the cloud-based options, uh, that is certainly something that's been in the forefront. Mm. Um, another major trend that we've seen, so we've, we've been helping companies um, with this model of uh, connecting via our website and our internet service for, for the last 15 years. One of the things I think that's changed most significantly uh, is the scope of what these software programs handle. Um, there was a time where accounting meant accounting, and, and that was it. I, you're talking about something that's handling the payables, receivables, uh, maybe your core financial statements. Um, what's happened, though, over the last decade and a half, and um, really starting earlier than that, but uh, becoming more pronounced over that time frame, is that uh, solutions are integrating more functional uh Capabilities. Uh, different departments are seeing their their uh, functionality integrated with core financial management solutions. So uh, these days, uh, the term for it generally is ERP, uh, Enterprise Resource Planning Software, um, and uh, that can include everything from that core accounting to human resources and payroll, project management. Um, costing, customer relationship management, mm. um, a lot of those things are being brought together under the same roof. Mm. Um, there's a number of advantages that come with that, of course, maintaining a single solution, um, not having to worry about transferring data between different programs and uh, kind of having multiple different systems of record in place. 
Um, so th- there's a variety of different things that are pushing the market um, in that direction. Okay. I, actually, I've got another question about, about these um, cloud-based accounting systems. And, and, sure. And, and that is, um, is, it, is it necessary? I mean, can you, can you, can you fully trust the, the provider and host of, of, of your data? Or do, you, or do you advise companies to have a separate, you know, backup? On the on the premises. Sure, um, I think that is something that actually works in in both directions. Um, and what I mean by that is, if you're using uh, a cloud provider, you should absolutely be you know doing your own system uh, backups and, and storing. Um, that data locally as well, uh, mm-hmm. doing tape backups or, or to whatever um, uh, medium of, uh, of backup you choose. Uh, but uh, having diversity is in those backup records is really, really important. So, and that goes if you're using an on-premise one, there's uh, been a rise of cloud backup solutions. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you store your data locally on your own server. You make your own backup records, but you may also uh, subscribe to a service where you're backing it up at the cloud at a, at a, a provider of that service's data center. Um, so if there is an issue with the hardware at one of the lo- those locations, you do have that redundancy to fall back on. Okay, th- th- thanks, Adam. And do sure. you ha- do you have any other tips for managers in the construction industry? Sure. Uh, well, I think uh, one of the major things that I always advise um, uh, business decision makers when I'm talking to them about making uh, you know, a significant investment in their technology is to really think about the scalability of the solution. Um, so you need to pick something that is not only going to work for today, but, but is going to work down the road. Um, now, that sounds fairly obvious on the surface, but uh, obviously, whenever you're looking to make an investment, you're looking to keep those costs under control. Uh, it's very tempting to kind of uh, set up those immediate requirements and, and target a solution uh, that will only meet those. The challenge of that when you're talking about something as substantial as an accounting system uh, um, or a business management system is that you're going to acquire uh, a massive amount of data. Um, when you move that that data into a new program, uh, it's going to have a fundamentally different database structure. All of that data, uh, if you if you want to be able to have easy access to it, needs to come with. So, what we often see as being pretty typical is, let's say you invest in an accounting system, you've got licensing costs. Uh, but there's often a one-to-one relationship between the amount uh, that you might pay uh, to switch or to purchase software uh, to what you would expect to pay that software provider to assist in implementing it. So configuring, um, setting up reports, but especially handling some of that data conversion work. Um, and data is something that only increases over time. So Again, going back to kind of that uh, that instance we were talking about before of a, a startup business, you've got a nice greenfield situation. You don't have a lot of data. Your costs are going to be relatively low. If you're not planning for a system, though, that's going to allow you to move that, you may find that those costs uh, are, are not 
um, increasing in a linear fashion, it's uh, somewhat exponential because of the uh, the costs related to to moving that data down the road. Um, so those are the, that's the reason I always uh, recommend talking about or thinking about, I should say, the uh, the scalability of the solution. Um, the other thing I always recommend to business decision makers is uh, put the onus on the software providers that you're working with to really demonstrate the value of their software. Uh, talk to them about the specific ROI case uh, that their software is going to provide. Um, you know, it's not enough to understand that that a particular feature exists, you really need to kind of quantify what does that mean in terms of the dollars and cents that we're going to see from that new program. And the providers, if they're good, uh, should be able to to get right into the specifics. They should be able to talk to you about how uh, being able to meet um, particular compliance requirements will allow you to bid on new projects that maybe you haven't been able to bid on before. Um, They should be able to show you uh, how understanding the profitability of jobs on the front end uh, is going to allow you to take on those jobs that really are more profitable. Uh, They should be able to analyze things uh, in terms of the time-saving that automation features are going to provide to you, whether it's something as simple as uh, transferring from a manual set up for uh, invoicing customers to something where it's more automated and electronic or whether you're talking about uh, converting quotes into orders or if you're talking about automating collections, letters that might come up. Um, All of those things represent concrete opportunities to save on labor costs. Um, Those are things that uh, the providers really, again, if they're good, should have lots of experience to be able to share and and be able to help you kind of apply that to your own situation and run through the math of of what their system really means uh, for your company. That's great. Um, Adam, t- can you tell us how can managers contact you or access your Find My Software app? Sure, sure, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, over the last 15 years, we've really worked on making that uh, as easy as possible. So it, it is pretty straightforward. You just go to findaccountingsoftware.com. Um, on that page, immediately from the, uh, the homepage, you'll see an opportunity where you can request that we assist uh, in doing a needs analysis and making those software or recommendations for you. Um, if you're not quite at that stage yet, if you'd like to t- kind of take a look around and read some of the information, um, it's organized into, again, software guides that are, are put together for particular industries on particular applications that might be required. Uh, we maintain uh, a regularly updated blog. So there's a lot of good information um, at the website um, readily available. Thanks very much. Adam Blumner. My name is Philip Wiley, interviewing on behalf of AECBusiness.com. AEC-Business.com. Business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors.